Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Living Word. My transition did not work again this morning. <laughs> it's not supposed to do what it just did. It's not supposed to cut over like that. It's supposed to transition. But it's electronics. Sometimes electronics work and sometimes they don't. Amen. But we give God thanks for a new day because he works every day. <laughs> He always works. His word always works. There's never any malfunction in God's system. No malfunction at all. So we give him thanks for this is the day that he has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Certainly God has been good. Yes, he has. This is the start of a brand new week. A week we've never seen before and one we'll never see again. Just like today. We'll never see today again. Amen. Today is unique within itself. You know what I want to talk to you about today is, um, are you prepared for your Isaac? Prepared for your Isaac or rather faith for your Isaac. Now, I will get into that in a moment. But I want to take us back and remind us, or just to say to us, maybe this is your first time listening to any of these podcasts, or you staying on Morning Manor, listening to the word that God has given me to share each weekday. I want to ask a question. Have you developed rules or principles for your life that you absolutely live by? Have you? Have you created rules? Are there some things in your life that you will say you will never do? That's a rule. And are there some things in your life that you say you will always do? We must have both. We must have boundaries. There must be some boundaries that you set for yourself that you say you will never cross. No matter what the circumstance, you will never allow yourself to cross certain boundaries. If you don't have a principled life, you will tend to stray. You will tend to find yourself in situations that you never dreamt of. And you will tend to find yourself doing things that you never thought you would do. So I want to encourage everyone that listens on Morning Manor each and every day. Listen, make sure you live a principled life. I say a rule-based life. Have rules for your life. Set boundaries. Set principles. And base your principles up on the Word of God. Amen. Let God be your guide. Let the Word of God, not, not culture, not what everybody is doing, but no, let it be the Word of God. If there's some things in the Word of God that God says no to, you say no to it also. If God said, this is not my will, then you then it's not your will either. Amen. If you can trust God and trust his word, then your life is going to turn out beautiful. You may have struggles in this earth. Yes, because we are going to have them. This life right here is, is a testing ground. And so we are here to be tested and to tr be tried and to see where we will be placed and what we'll have. We'll have rule over little or we'll have rule over much, depending on what we do in this life. So let me encourage you to 
live a principled life. Set some priorities in your life that you're always going to keep priority, like your praying, reading the word, and attending services, attending your church. Make sure that those are priorities in your life. Let me say again, read your word, praying, and attending your church. Make sure those are priorities. And also set priorities for your family. Whatever things you think about in your life and the things, you know, make sure you're loving your family. Make sure you're praying for your family. Make sure you're doing everything that you can possibly do to live an example and be be an example for your children, for the people that you influence. Be a good example. I promise you, somebody is watching you. Somebody got their eyes on you, especially those of us who are parents. Your children's eyes are on you. You may not think they're watching, but they're watching. And they pick up more than you think that they have picked up. I promise you that. They really do. And so you make sure you're living your life in a principled manner. Have some directives for your life. Make sure it's rooted and grounded in God's word. Amen. And so that's my little word of encouragement this morning. And then I want to say, make sure you have faith. Faith for your Isaac. And we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. What is your Isaac? Your Isaac is that situation where in your strength, it is impossible. (laughs) That's your Isaac. Things that in the human realm, it's impossible. And you need God to step into your situation, right? There's a sickness in your body. There's a disease in your body. There's a situation that you face each, you know, one day that you cannot do this with what you have. You don't have the strength to do this. And you absolutely need God to move in your life in order for your situation to change. That's your Isaac. We call those things mountains. But Jesus says with a little faith, you can speak to mountains. You can cause valleys to level up if you have faith. And so faith is the key. That's why I say faith for your Isaac. Amen. Let's dive into that. According to 1 John 5 and verse 4, it says this, For whatever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even your faith. You see what the word of God said? God has allowed us to be victorious, but you are victorious by faith. Amen. Listen, if we're going to work with God, we have to have faith. Anything and everything that is in the kingdom of God, we can only receive it through faith. Amen. We have to believe what God says. Now, the Isaac that we're talking about, of course, we know is the son of Abraham that he had with his wife, Sarah. And, and of course, you know the story that Abraham was old. Um, his wife, Sarah, was beyond um, the childbearing age. She was 90 and he was 100. And God told him that God made a promise that his seed, through his seed, the world will be blessed. Nations will be blessed. Um, but 
The Bible also lets us know that his wife, Sarah, was barren. She had no children. Um, and, and now, at 100 years old, um, Abraham was way beyond the years um, of producing another child. Both he and his wife, Sarah, who was already barren. Um, she could not produce children. They were married for such a long time, but they had no children. But God had told them that Sarah would produce a child, would produce a son. Amen. And so the Bible says Abraham simply believed God, even though he knew that Sarah was barren. He did not look at her circumstance. He didn't look at the fact that she was barren. He looked at the promise that God made to him. Amen. It's the promise that matter, not the circumstance. Let me say it again. It's the promise that really matters, not the circumstance. The promises of God is able to change any in every circumstance. Matter of fact, I believe God released us and left his promises for us because he knew the dire circumstances that we would possibly have to face while we are here in the earth. And so he gave us his awesome promises. Amen. And so because of that, things now are made possible for us. Why? Because God left his promises. And so getting back to Abraham and his wife, Sarah, the Bible says they were way beyond child-producing years. Now think about that for a moment, especially you ladies that, that are listening. In 90 years old, would you want to have a child? <laughs> Is do you know if anyone that's 90 years old that is strong enough to bear a child, to carry a child to full term? <laughs> Nine months. Do you know of anyone? Now we know they are men in their, in their, in their 90s or even possibly 100 that probably can produce a child. Um, but a woman in 90 years old, they are way beyond child-producing years. It just does not happen. And the only way it could happen is by a miracle. But Abraham, knowing this, still believed God. Knowing this, knowing that, hey, this has never happened before. He's an old man. He had never seen this happen. Never, ever seen this happen before. But remember what I said, in this season, you must have faith for things that you have never seen. This is the season that God is calling us to grow our faith and to believe for what we have not seen, and what we have not heard of. That's where our faith needs to be in this season. In, in order for these things to begin to happen in our lives, we have to stop looking at our circumstance and look at the promises that God had made us. If God said it, he will make it happen. He will make it good. Your circumstances does not limit God. It doesn't matter where you are, no matter how bad it may look 
now. <laughs> God's word will override. He will change and he will transform your circumstance. And so I want to encourage somebody here to have faith for your Isaac. I know what you're facing. It seems unsurmountable. It's like a mountain that's too big to be, to be moved. Yeah, or valleys too deep for you to cross through, cross over. So, but these are the situations where you have to now put your trust in what God has said. If he said it, I'm just going to believe it. Amen. I know in my own hands, it's impossible. I know I can't do it. I need God to do it. And so I'm just going to rest on his word. The Bible said Abraham believed and it was counted to him as righteousness. Is your faith counted as righteousness? You know, the Bible says faith without works is what? Useless. It is dead. There must be something in your life to prove that you are a faith walker. You are a faith talker. The Bible says the just shall live by faith and that we walk by faith and not by sight. Then the Bible also tells us that without faith, it's impossible to be pleasing to God. You've got to ask yourself the question. Is my attitude right now pleasing to God? Am I just believing God and having faith in his word? Because that's the only way we're going to please him. If we're not functioning in faith, if we're functioning in doubt and unbelief, or we're functioning just in the facts or the circumstance, then we cannot be pleasing to God. In order to be pleasing to God, we must absolutely trust him. That's what it is. We've got to trust God. It doesn't matter what it is. Amen. And some, you know, the Bible says in, in Hebrews 11 that, you know, these folks who had faith back then, they died. They died in faith, not even receiving the promises, but they were looking forward to it. They absolutely believed God to the point they died in their faith. Are you willing to die in your faith? Trust in God. Believe in God. Amen. Are you willing to set your life on what God said? That is real faith. That is true faith. You willing to put your life on it. You know, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. But truthfully, how many of us really do that? You see, many of us will look at our Isaac and just throw our hands up like, oh, well, I guess this is what I got to deal with. This is the, the cards that has been handed to me. You know, this is just my life. I hear people say that. Well, that's just my life. Well, if that's what you accept, if that's what you choose, then that really is just your life. But I want to encourage somebody here to stir up the faith that's inside of you. The Bible says God has given unto every man a measure of faith. God knows your trials. He knows your mountains. He knows your valleys. 
He knows your situation, but he also knows his plans that he has for you. He also knows his thoughts that he thinks towards you. He also knows his future <laughs> that he has prepared for you. Yes, he does. And if you go to him and he gives you a word for your life, you can just grab a hold of that word. Just hold on to it. You know, as people of God, if we have, when we have these mountain-sized issues and these things that only God could remedy, it's your responsibility to take time to pray and to seek God for his word for this situation, for an answer. Amen. Yeah, I mean, we read the word. We know the logos. But if things are not working out like you are praying, now it's time for you to seek God for his will in this situation. You say, God, I know what your word says, but I need for you to speak to me. I need to hear your voice. How many know that when you hear God's voice, it'll add so much joy, so much peace to your life? You know, we all get used to just reading the word. We can read the word and we get faith from the word. And that's all good. But Jesus said, we don't live by that alone. We live by every rhema that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Simply means the logos is the root of what we have and what we need. But we need to hear our Father's voice. Yes, we do. It's important that you hear God talking to you. That's why it's so important that we need to take time fasting and prayer and talk to God and get to know your father's voice. If we don't know his voice, how will you know who is talking to you? How can you develop faith for your Isaac situation if you're not hearing from God? You've got to hear from God. He got to speak to you. God told Abraham, you're going to have a son with your wife, Sarah. That's what God said. He told him, what is God saying to you in this season? What's he saying to you? Have you sought him for his word? Have you sought him? Have you uh, sought him to hear his voice? Have you positioned yourself to hear from God that your life can be changed and transformed? Most of us, if we're in this life long enough, we're going to have some Isaac situations. We're going to have some situations that if God don't move, <laughs> we find ourselves in difficulties. Yeah, we need God. Yeah, we have limits. God does not have limits. <laughs> Jesus said, with man, this may be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. That's what Jesus says. And so we, we need to turn to God because with God, all things are possible. So it's important that when we have these Isaac situations in our lives, we must seek God. We must take some time on our knees, on our bellies, praying, talking to God, that you may get God's word. You want to hear the rhema. You want to hear the rhema. Listen, listen, <laughs> it's different if the person you love sends you a letter. That's nice. Yeah, it's good they send you a letter. 
but to hear the person's voice <laughs> that's a whole nother level it really is yeah letters are nice but voices so much better if you could hear god's voice oh my god makes a huge difference in your life i remember when i first got saved you know and i was always just praising god shouting hallelujah and all this stuff and i remember uh, a saint a lady she told me he knows um, brother oral you praise god too much <laughs> I didn't know any better. I didn't know the word yet. I could, you know, change how I praise. And I didn't know the various ways of praising God. And I didn't have the vocabulary yet. I was like a baby. I was like a child. Just saying hallelujah. It's just like a baby saying mama or papa. <laughs> right? When they see you, they mama or papa. That's all they know. That's all they're going to say. Right? We can't tell them to shut up and stop saying it. No. They are learning to speak. I was just learning to speak. And I remember one night I was sleeping. The Lord woke me up. And he said to me, he says, Oral, I have accepted your praise. <laughs> he did. God spoke to me. Because I was sort of distraught. Because this woman told me I praise God too much. Well, God woke me up. He says, I've accepted your praise. From that day on, I no longer listened to when people say silly stuff like that. I just did not. Because God said he accepted my praise. Even though I was an infant in worship and praise, he told me he accepted my praise. Glory to God. Listen. God is able, amen. And I remember another situation when I prayed about my unborn daughter when the doctor said she was born with Down syndrome and, and all this stuff and she's going to have all kinds of mental challenges. You know, I said, God, I need to hear from you. So I just simply prayed and I was driving to work one day and God said to me in my car, I was driving. He says, the baby is fine. I said, bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I called my wife. I said, baby, stop your crying. The baby is fine. And of course, you know my daughter. She's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with her. We give God thanks. Why? I developed faith. I got faith. My whole demeanor changed. Why? Because I heard from the Lord. I did. And because of that, my faith just exploded. It just went to a whole nother level. I stopped worrying. I went researching how to take care of a child with Down syndrome. I did all those things, right? Started my research because I want to make sure because we're not into abortions and things like that. We're just going to figure this out. And God said, the child is fine. <laughs> Glory to God. So I, I discarded all that stuff. That I was starting to read and how to learn and how to take care of a child with Down. I got rid of it all, right? Because I got a word from the Lord. Yeah, I got a word. So I got rid of all those things. I just absolutely trusted God that what God told me is true and I'm going to believe Him. And I absolutely believed Him. And you know and you see the results. Amen. And so all we need is the word of God to get you 
past your Isaac, to get you past that impossible situation, that situation where you need to hear from God. <laughs> yeah. And so I want to encourage somebody today. Don't give up on God. Just make sure you're talking to God and he will talk back to you. Amen. As I said before, we are going to have an Isaac situation. We're going to have something that we need God to step in. There are some things that we can do ourselves, right? You can bathe yourself. <laughs> you can brush your own teeth. <laughs> but there's some things you cannot do on your own. You need God to help you. You need the hand of God in your life. Amen. We can never be independent of God, right? And then again, when I really rethink that statement about me brushing my own teeth, I can't do that unless God gives me strength. <laughs> I can't brush my teeth unless God gives me strength. So technically, I really can't do anything without God. I can't breathe without him. My eyes does not blink without him. And so I give him thanks. And all things, all things are possible with God. God would ask a question. Is there anything too hard for me? Certainly, you and I know that nothing is too hard for God. And so I want to encourage you today. You may be having an Isaac situation, that situation that in, in, in human kind is impossible. It cannot happen. You've never seen it before. I want you to develop the faith now that even though you've never seen it before, You've never heard of it happening like this before. God is able. God is able to, to save you. God is able to heal you. God is able to cure you. God is able to change your circumstance. You may be living on a park bench now. God will take you to a palace. Are you hearing me? God is able. So when we trust him, and we put our lives in his hand. He will cause things to work out for our good. So you look at your Isaac situation. You look at that impossible situation. And you speak life over it. You say all things are possible with God. Your family relationship could turn around. Your marital relationship could turn around. Your children can change. Your job can change. Or you can get promoted. It's all possible. Why? Because the God we serve, with him, nothing is impossible. So I pray that this few words today is an encouragement to somebody. And if this is an encouragement to you, I ask you to share this word with somebody who may need and encouragement for this day. Struggles may be up on them. Life challenges may be up on them. There are people who feel like committing suicide, feel like giving up. You may need this word that it ain't over. The God says it's over. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for a new day. Thank you for the blessing of every day. Thank you for fresh oil, fresh water, fresh meat but each and every day God thank you for supplying all our needs thank you for being that heavenly father that is just 
amazing. Thank you, Father. Thank you for showing up in our lives to do those things that we can't do for ourselves. And God, as I've always prayed, do for us what we can't do for ourselves. I ask you now, Father, to step into the lives of those who are listening to this morning manner, listening to this podcast. God, I pray that you step in the lives of those who have their Isaac situation, situation where humanly impossible, and they're looking to you, God. It may be a sickness where the doctor says there is no cure. It may be just a feeling of despair. They have found themselves in a valley that they can't climb out of. For there is no strength to climb out. As I pray now, Father, that you cause these valleys to level up. You cause these mountains to be made low. You cause these sicknesses and diseases to be cured. And I pray, Father, you will speak to their heart as they reach out to you, call upon you. You promise in your word, after all, God, that if we call on you, you will answer. That's what you said, God. Call on me and I will answer. Then you said, I will show you great and mighty things, even things we don't even know of. And so, Father, we are standing on your word We are dependent on your word. Our expectation is based on what we have read in your word. Yeah, it is God. And if you didn't want us to create expectation, then you would not have given us that word. And so we thank you. Because Jesus, you said that you have left your word with us. So we have gravitated to it. We have grabbed a hold of it. We have made it our own. And that's what our faith stands on. Father, your word also says those who call upon you, their faces will never be ashamed. And so, Father, we we have no expectation that our faces are going to be ashamed because we are dependent on you. Father, we are absolutely completely dependent on you if you don't see us through God we would die right where we stand but we thank you we thank you because it is your will God that we have life and have life more abundantly matter of fact that's the reason why you sent your son that he may introduce this eternal life to us And we, God, we have accepted it. We have believed it. We have lived our lives according to it. And for this, we give you praise. Now, thank you, God, for the energy. Thank you for activating our faith once again. Thank you for stirring it up in us, God. And so I pray today, Father, that the favor that you have placed on our head, we actually believe it. The increase that is on our hand, we actively begin to use it. And the swiftness you have placed on our feet, we will be actively going to the places that you have designed and destined for us. 
Thank you again for forgiving our past, preserving our present, guaranteeing our future, for there is not a feeble one amongst us. We are healthy, we're wealthy, we are absolutely, absolutely strong in you, our God, and in the power of your might. For though our beginning was small, our latter end has greatly increased. And certainly we can say, God, the end revealed is a sure thing. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise now. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.